Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who just launched their fourth-generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 nail grooming kit. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME. And welcome to episode 428 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Reparas, coming to you from the Justin Allen Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Mm, baby Kong, Chris Antista. And mm. Justin Allen. I'm Justin Allen. I'm just Matthew Allen. You're just one Allen against an army of Allens. Clan Allen. We're a big, big group of last name people. Sure. It's yeah, we've got it. We've got a fun show. Chris yesterday oh. informed me that uh, reminded me, I should say, that uh, you already just... knew he's Wiki Parez. You already knew. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong just passed his 40th anniversary. Donkey Kong <laughs> is slightly younger than me now. Uh, <laughs> that is 40, 40 years of sucking. That is 40 I told years you hated of a Donkey terrible Kong. franchise. I told you. I told you. Yeah. It's always been bad. I told you guys, it, even at its it best, is, Donkey Kong, just bearable. It has only sometimes been bad. It's uh, it's just usually bad. Shut up, man. <laughs> it's just usually bad. It's it started I to be honest, when I look at the original game, I'm like, all right, I gotta I have to do this. I have to and I should remind our listeners to occasionally do this. You know, the kind of person who judges Mario sixty four based on modern three D platforming standards. Yes, if you compare Donkey Kong to games at the time, masterpiece. I Rehashing get it. a TL argument. I get it. Yeah, I feel I like you're it. talking about someone specific here. I mean, I might be doing a preview of the news segment. Oh, oh. oh, I see. That's called a tease, folks. We do that in the <laughs> A tease. But yeah. yes, this is a 40th anniversary of a big shaggy ape that yes. uh, basically made Nintendo's bones. Hey. And, is he shaggy? Uh, yeah, I feel like he's groomed. He's, he's shaggy. No, well, it depends on which iteration you're going with. I feel like the original one, those pixels sort of suggested a shagginess. And, yeah, and I'm sure if you look at the Smash Brothers Wii assets, the, the one where you can see the stitching in Mario's denim, mm. he's probably got fur. Mm, I'm sure yeah. of it. Yeah, probably, probably very short fur. Maybe if you zoom in on that Dairy Queen curl, it's even, uh, you know, oh, fuzzy. Technically, an antagonist who, yeah. I don't know how, but reversed and became a protagonist. Uh, you know? I, I feel like Donkey Kong, he's like the Hulk. He's unpredictable. He's basically a good guy deep down, but he often works against the, the other heroes. Um, and he can be a problem because he will get fixated on something and just sort of go berserk and be uncontrollable, and then Mario has to try and stop him. He gets really excited and goes, and it echoes on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in the original game, he was actually Mario's pet that went berserk and stole Mario's girlfriend and, and uh, headed off up a construction project. <laughs> As your pets do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I hate when my golden retriever does that. Just makes, you know, make, mm-hmm. takes off with my wife somewhere. Steals your like wife. I'm taking her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you have to trek across I, I, it, the city. It did occur to me, like, Adam uh, from Paducan, 
texted me and alerted me of that. You guys do anything for Donkey Kong's 40th? I'm like, no, but we should. Yeah. Um, and and but it, that means it's Mario's 40th. That's true. <laughs> true. But what are we doing? What is what is the top five? We're we're doing something kind of cool and specific with this. Decay. We're we're doing uh, so so Donkey Kong, much like Decay. Mario, his uh, his partner in crime, has been in a lot of different genres. Not as many as Mario. But there have been a lot of different types of games that have borne the Donkey Kong name. Mm-hmm. Chris, you came up with the idea of like, let's just do top five genres. Let's Donkey Kong genres. So celebrate his whole body of work. Yep. And because unlike Mario, Donkey Kong isn't really allowed to go back to his original genre and play in that arena. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's like, you can only do so much in that static screen platforming. Well, in the first one, he's he doesn't do the platforming. It's Mario, but mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it's it's they. It's almost like well, we got this character. Now let's see where else we can use this character. He's, if you think of it, maybe next to Mario, the second most versatile Nintendo mascot. He's oh, done the all most. Right. All right, I had a mu- I came away with a much worse thesis, which is Nintendo hates this motherfucker. They really do. <laughs> the- I mean, they put they he put them through a lawsuit in the eighties. Yeah, that's true. The whole thing. I mean, I'm sure, but I'm sure everything puts them through a lawsuit now. Yeah. Come on, where's my Joey Cons? But but you know that that lawsuit uh, proved that like no King Kong is public domain. They could have made the game King Kong if they wanted to. That's not what it proved. It didn't. It? No, I don't think so. Well, it was Universal it was didn't just have the, the the trademark. But I thought it was also that Donkey Kong is still distinct enough where it's no, it's, yeah. he's he's not giant like King Kong. Like he, the only commonality is the word Kong. They is, don't know, own the name surname. The surname Kong, because you could probably make a movie out of yourself and call it Michael Potter, <laughs> and be wearing a wizard <laughs> right. robe, and no one can sue you. There's a there's a wrestler called Awesome Kong. It's fine, you know. Well, anyway, we're going to look at the top five genres that Donkey Kong has inhabited over the years. And there is one rule. The games we include in this have to have Kong in the title somewhere. So it can't be Smash Bros. can't be Mario vs. Rabbids. It has to be Kong in the title somewhere. Yeah. He has to be a focus of this game, like yes. a main character. Yes, exactly. Okay. And we will get into those right after this. <laughs> It is summer. The sun's out in full force, which means you and your friends should be out at the pool or the beach when you do venture out. Hopefully, you're not rocking that unsightly body hair or those disgusting post-pandemic toenails. (sighs) Nothing gives a below-the-belt blow to your confidence more than looking like you're wearing a sweater made of body hair at the pool. Gross! Don't worry, my friends. Our friends at Manscaped have you covered, so you can uncover to beat the heat. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 Nail Grooming Kit. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer will change the way you approach your grooming routine. This fourth-generation trimmer features advanced skin-safe technology to reduce grooming nicks and cuts. You don't want any ingrown hairs or snags on your boys before beach season. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, an on-off travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off. This trimmer is also waterproof so you can trim in the shower and not worry about any cleanup on aisle D. D is in these nuts. <laughs> the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top and your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. <sighs> This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs 
and all the sensitive little nostrils and ears of yours. Oh, little sensitive baby. Mm-hmm, uh, once you're finished mowing the lawn and trimming back those weeds, use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep you on your game in the heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. It's also flip-flop season, which means you want your feet and toes to look their best. Enter the Shears 2.0 Nail Grooming Kit. This luxury four-piece nail grooming kit features tempered stainless steel tools and includes slash tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Easy for me to say. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. Tain the summer swamp in your pants with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And we're back to talk about what? Awesome Skyward Kongs. Sword HD. Oh, what? Awesome Kong? I can do that too. Awesome, awesome Kong genres. Yeah, Monkey Dong. Welcome to Dark oh, Side oh. of the Ring podcast. <laughs> uh, awesome Kong was a person, man or a woman. Which one, Matt? Uh, she's a woman. Ah, yes, of course. And then she started in 1960. I don't know. The uh, I, need a, I need a couple minutes for Wikipedia. Yeah, you're, yep. Yep. you're good. <laughs> Just you're curious good. where you're going with this. No, we're, no, right. we're better at improv. All right. So uh, Donkey Kong genre thing. Here we go. Number five. Is this is this or top five Donkey Kong genres? Is this just rhythm? This is just rhythm. Yes, rhythm. So that, I, I, spent, that I was is... at a restaurant by myself today, looking for the perfect clip of this, and it, they were all so annoying. I was giggling my fucking head <laughs> off. It was like right because it was a, a rhythm game. I would say in between DDR and Guitar Hero, we had Donkey Konga. Yep. And before Guitar Hero, no one was demanding like, God, this sucks. Where are the masters? I want <laughs> I want children singing Blink One Eighty Two and and Rock Lobster to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I got the Blink One Eighty Two on here too. I love the half-hearted, just bonk, 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 bonk. Sometimes they even use licensed songs that uh, had parts for bongos. (laughs) This party establishing music. Party establishing music. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know what song that is. That's Oye Como Va by uh, Carlos Santana. Santana. it's no smooth. I don't recognize it until you put the Matchbox 20 guy in. Uh, this, this game was so hard. No, the, maybe the game wasn't hard to find, but the, the congas, the, the like, yeah. the actual peripheral the was so, yeah, they were so hard to find come in with the stores because they were very popular. Like, uh, and I, I always get, now there, there was conga and then there was jungle beat, which didn't one use the, the bongos it for was platforming? platformer yeah. that you use the bongos yeah. so, for. So yeah, I, I had it in this category technically just because it uses the bongos, but it's not really a rhythm game. It is a platformer. You're just using the bongos to control Donkey Kong. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds, well, it sounds really great. Sound sounds far worse. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, Jungle Bean actually... No, this is the why our parents hated this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cacophony. <laughs> but it had much more in common with like Donkey Kong Country and the platformers. But uh, Yes. Which one came out first, this or uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, the, the Japanese drumming game, which was 2001? I gotta think it, it's, it's that. It was Taiko, yeah. Yeah, it's just Taiko. maybe not here. Mm. Yeah, 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 because those games, are, I mean, now are seeing a little bit of penetration in the North American market. Like, I I played them in Yakuza games, mm-hmm. and they're fun. Yeah, yeah Like, I think there's one on Apple Arcade where, you know, similar similar premise. It's like hit either the middle yeah, of well, the drum I mean, it, or it the did, rim. It did come to the PS2 in North America. It just, mm-hmm. you know, not in, in huge that, numbers. That fucking drum character was, like, in on some, I think it's in Mario Kart uh, mm-hmm. it, oh, Arcade. Really? Um, made by Namco, but I, I didn't play one until, like, I was in my 30s. So, like, 10 years later, because I never saw it. I, I remember reviewing a DS game, and it was a rhythm game, and that guy was the star. Uh, but Donkey Konga, like, I don't know how that worked. Because it, like, it was expensive. Yeah. You could find, I, I bet, yeah. unless the collector's market is even crazier than I think, I'm thinking, you could go to Goodwill and pick them up for, like, a dollar. For congas oh, really? for a long time. Yeah, I mean at at the time though, I think new weren't the bongos like almost a hundred dollars. I thought it was like eighty like... to a hundred bucks to to get the game with the congas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And it, the actual drum pads were soft, but it was like there was like a little spring thing, so they were basically buttons. And then mm-hmm. they had a microphone to detect claps, so it was left bongo, right bongo, clap. And that was yeah. your input. And you could, it, oh, so they didn't have any rim shots like the Tycho games? No, I guess not. I guess you could do it, but you have to do it with a clap. And I, I just at the time, like, how do they register your clap? It was like one of the first controllers with the <laughs> microphone in it. It's I mean, mystery. to be honest, probably the same technology for the clapper, which yeah. had been around since. Yeah, whatever. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But that that was like three payments of forty nine ninety nine. Oh wait, that was like in my local thrifty. Was it? Like I, I just remember the, oh, yeah. the infomercial. I still. It's why I don't use Alexa. I don't want to do loud things to turn my shit on. I still remember the song. Clap on. Clap on. Clap on. But All right, I Donkey Konga, Donkey Konga for my, for whatever, we, shit, what year did it come out? Was it like 03? It was 04. It was like early 04? on. Yeah. We were like, we had finally like gotten this large group of friends and like we started going to bars and figuring that out because we're little nerds and then i remember a friend of ours got this and it's like none of that mattered what can we do on a friday night to get home and play dueling fucking donkey congas <laughs> at his house well all the women look at us like we're insane i mean and- i'm convinced it's why rock band took off so much you know like when the whole guitar hero thing is, is like people love drumming and, and i think it's because like as a to be a good drummer you have to have a lot of musical skill but like to be a kind of basic ass drummer like everyone can kind of keep that rhythm and beat you know you don't have to know thing like how to shape chords on a guitar or anything like that it's just and that's, like, that's why the game sent like i was trying to find the perfect clip because the game sounds at its most terrible <laughs> there are there are technically like five different controls that come out of this controller left bongo right bongo clap both bongos together and then there's the pink just and, and nobody does that well. <laughs> right. It's right. so bad. Uh, it, well, for because uh, for, for a real drum, not to get too technical, to, to do that on a real drum, you actually have to use the force of your hand coming down on the drum to do, and then like you 
it's like a, a pressure thing where the drum actually makes your hand, your hand bounce back and you kind of relax your muscle to keep mm-hmm. like when you hear a drum roll they're not actually hitting going that fast with their hands mm-hmm. it's someone letting the drumstick bounce off the drum several times while putting more pressure on it and that's kind of what you can also do with a real drum that you can't do on these because these are like a button you know so right. it's well, really tough to do a true like brrr, like a fast roll that's why this isn't uh Tito Puente Conga, it's Donkey Conga, and, and, and the difficulties are, are literally measured in gorilla Ay, names. Ay, mio! <laughs> it's it's the, the, Bumblebee, the, man. <laughs> they're not the oh, same person? I was oh. doing the, the SNL sketch, man. Oh, What's okay. his name? Oh, yes. Yes, the Fred Armisen one. He, yes. can, play any, he can play any ethnicity. He can. <laughs> <laughs> He's truly the Swiss Army knife of human beings. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, Donkey Conga, Conga is weirdly ahead of... For me, for our group of friends, like once Guitar Hero came out, Donkey Konga didn't matter even slightly. Like Nintendo didn't bother to yeah. to participate in this genre. I think they helped popularize in the West. I mean, I have to give them credit for, by Nintendo standards, having more than one game support the peripherals. Pretty good, pretty good track record. Yeah, I right? mean, yeah, three, three, <laughs> three in the U.S., three in Japan. So mm, three, three and a half if you include Jungle Beat. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, but they they released very cr- like quickly, more frequently than annual, and then it was all over. And those yeah. bo- those bongos are fucking everywhere now. I bet to find them in public, it would cost you almost retail. I'm I'm sure Probably they've all been more. bought up by dudes like you know homebrew dudes doing crazy crafting projects mm. or like I I beat Dark Souls with the Donkey Kong. I saw <laughs> a guy with a popular 15 year old YouTube video. Where he li- he played all four at the same time, so I-, I didn't know if it supported four players or is that some bizarre mod he stuck into his GameCube? Hmm. Uh, man, and also like, yeah, try and find HD footage of this. It's insane. There was like no HD capture equipment back when this was popular. And I mean, it wasn't the, the system wasn't broadcasting in HD, so yeah, I think it's GameCube impossible. could broadcast in slut. No, I guess it's forty p would have yeah. been the max. Yeah. What what do you call that? It's it's. Yeah, just progressive, I think. Yeah, progressive is what we called it. Mm-hmm. It was now 480p. Yeah, 480i was standard TV, or, and 480p. Or, or no, no, 480p was enhanced definition. That's what enhanced. I was yeah. for. It. That's we, what we you had to have the S video cable. We called it progressive, and now uh, progressive means anybody who's accepted the results of the election. Yes, <laughs> yes. it means it means we're all at the church of AOC. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. yes. It's all working at this socialist Donkey Kong. Never mind. When we when uh, we start talking AOC, you know it's time to move on. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Donkey Kong made such a splash in the rhythm genre. What could possibly be next? Number four. I heard some racing. I heard some planes yeah. or go-karts or both. Uh-huh. I found this entry questionable, but I'll let you explain why. Stickler Michael added it in here. Diddy Kong not racing? a Donkey Kong. It's not a Donkey Kong game. I mean, Diddy Kong is a Donkey Kong character. He's Donkey Kong is not in it, but uh, he, it has Kong in the title. Remember? Does, okay, that was it. Yeah. That's the stipulation. Yeah. So is Diddy Kong like? Are they related? Are they cousins? Are they I don't think they're related married? at all. I think he was his nephew, wasn't he? Or it's, it's some relation like that, if any. No, I, I don't believe they're. Otherwise, at all. it's just weird that grown, I mean, grown ass really. man keep keeping a young kid around. You know, not it's really. Batman, just Batman, if, Robin situation. What did he's did? He, yeah, well, what if Diddy Kong's parents are dead and Donkey Kong clearly has a job at this point because the tie, the tie, yeah, yep. he's it's taking true. care it's of true. Goes, goes to an office. 
Also known as the best character in Smash. Did he steal that from Thriller Gorilla? Didn't Thriller Gorilla have a tie? Or was that... Gorilla? I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, McGill thinking... Gorilla had the, the bow tie. Oh, the bow tie. Suspenders to keep his pants from falling. Oh, I'm thinking down. of the guy that's exit stage left, stage right even. Snagglepuss? Snagglepuss had a tie. Yeah. I was thinking of the gorilla from TNC Surf Design. Also oh. a great playable gorilla. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he had a tie, but I, I remember he had like the sunglasses and like the, the Foreign Legion cap. He, he would wear a tuxedo on occasion in the I, water. I, I for oh, one, one am seeing how long character. I can get us to talk about animals in time. Uh, so Diddy Network. Kong Racing, tell me why this game is good. It's the best, I think it's the best racing game that there is. Well, as uh, I told you, Jeremy, earlier, game. when I was playing it on a kiosk in a Best Buy, which is the only place I played it, it was fine. Uh, did, didn't this have something where you converted from go-karts to planes on, on the boats. fly or something? Yeah, some, some, I don't think it was on the fly. I think some levels were go-karts, some levels were planes. Uh, they, they basically designed these massive, massive, massive fucking levels, and you can choose to ride it play it with a car or a plane or a boat which means every level had some sort of water hazard holes in the holes in the caverns that you could fly a plane through mm-hmm. it was actually quite beautiful and there's this overworld cart cart world where you can find out where you're going i thought this game was fantastic yeah I it has the it has the worst roster of all time oh and and it gives voices to characters who absolutely should not talk i'm diddy I'm Banjo. Whoa! Banjo, you're not supposed to speak English. What are you doing? <laughs> and you got you got Conkers in there before he's dirty. Yeah, yeah, and it's right, a different right. voice. It's just like I'm, I'm a cute as hell character. There's no way I'd ever be seen on a urinal cake. <laughs> but it was it was all it was all wrong. But yeah, this yeah. this game is great. Um, and it was re-released once on the DS. Was it? I yeah, didn't remember Diddy that. Kong Racing DS. Other than that, it's been like it's not to be found again. But I, I think it's better than Mario Kart 64. Uh, I know that's that's the one Mario Kart I have the least experience with for some reason. I totally missed it on that platform. This but came Diddy after Kong, Mario Kart 64, didn't it? It did, yeah. but it had it had this big giant adventure mode, sort of the Banjo Kazooie to Mario Kart, and I think it's I thought it was incredible. Mm. And there's these big, big, big courses that you could play. Uh, when you got really good, you could fly. You could fly, drive, or uh, boat them backwards. Ooh. And uh, for for additional hazards, it was. I don't know. I really liked this game. Hmm. With and I thought it had great. I used I used to use the music in podcasts all the time. <laughs> I think it's all very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, if you think this genre is questionable, then you might be happier to hear that there is another entry in this that does have Donkey Kong's name in it. That horrifying cacophony is DK Barrel Blast. Oh, right. Which, uh, that was, you're, it's like a cart, but you're like a Kirby's Air Ride. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but it, it was originally meant to be another Bongo game, but then they did, the, the GameCube, uh, you know, was obsolete by the time it came out, so they did it for Wii instead. And rather than having the Bongos, even though every, every character has like a jetpack belt that has Bongos in the front, and can be seen hitting the bongos when you would hit the bongos. Instead, they made you waggle the Wii Remote and Nunchuck 
So you would waggle it to the right in order to make Donkey Kong hit the right bongo and drift to the right and to the left. And you waggle both at the same time to accelerate. And uh, nobody liked it very much. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. Yeah, it was not well-reviewed. It's pretty, though. Like, if you look at it now, it's like, yeah, no, this is... These are some nice levels, but I could see how this maybe wasn't very it fun. Is, I was looking through, like, because my, my thesis was Nintendo didn't give a shit about Donkey Kong. Like, not at one single fuck. It's the it's the dawn of Mario, and that's all they care. Nintendo cares about. Mm-hmm. They'll make new Mario games. They'll never make new Donkey Kong games. And f- not only is, like, it's the one it's the one time Nintendo let a Western developer completely redesign one of their characters yeah. with Donkey Kong. In a game we'll talk about in a second, I'm sure. Yeah, Th- there's it's almost developed exclusively outside of Japan, with the exception of this game. Hmm. This hmm. <laughs> this this game is developed in Japan. Everything else is like retro or rare, and that's that's the the era. Let let the stupid American the Americans like Donkey Kong. Let them make their own. <laughs> we're, we're, fuck that. We're focused on our, our additional characters, and this 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 roster in particular is hilarious because hmm. I think we're pretending that these twelve raceable characters, most of which I can't name anymore, uh, are are worth a shit. There are twelve characters here, and they're not rare characters. They're only Donkey Kong characters. Oh, what? Donkey rule. Cranky Kong, uh, and the rest. All, like, <laughs> think of eight additional Donkey Kong characters. It's difficult I, to do. I think you named the ones I would have thought of. I would have Candy Kong, Crazy well, Kong. It's weird. We'll get into this, but yeah, I think it's it's worth noting that, like, yeah, Donkey Kong as a character was disused for like a couple decades, almost um, at mm-hmm. least at least a decade. Like, he kind of came back after the 80s with you know donkey kong jr in mario kart and then you know there there was another a couple games that we'll talk about but like it wasn't until donkey kong country that like the character really made a comeback and nintendo was just like yeah let's just let rare make all the games and then when rare left the company like donkey kong kind of fell off again for a while Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's been like that it's been that weird cycle ever since like uh uh, some weirdo company like why don't we do something with donkey kong like i just imagine there's someone in that boardroom does anybody really like donkey kong and it's a it's a it's a totally just question to ask uh everything you like about donkey kong is usually in tandem with what you like about mario and and then you get games like this that really highlight that. oh you could you could uh, hear in the music that was playing there they're like that Rare redefined not only the character, just all the branding around the character. They gave it almost that tropical feeling with all the music and stuff Mm, where it's like now when you see Donkey Kong post-country, it is Rare's definition of Donkey Kong. Yeah, a little bit. That's what I I think is strange because I I figured Nintendo would have taken it back uh, after all this time and they just never cared enough. Was was, was Tropical Freeze the most recent Donkey Kong game, right? Like Mm -hmm. that might as well have been a Rare... Yeah, it's got Rare's composer doing the music. Yeah, but but it's done by Retro. But we'll get into that. In the meantime, let's skip along to number three. That's a level from this game in its entirety. I I like these games. I like these. These are good lemons. Too cool. 
cool. This, yeah. is, this is the Mario versus Donkey Kong series, right? Yes. The, uh, the, the puzzle. So yeah. this is the the genre is puzzle, uh, and not specifically. I didn't. Okay, first off, I did not realize, and you know, Wikiparas fail here. Uh, there are six Mario versus Donkey Kong games. I didn't know there were that many. That's yeah, too many. The the, the <laughs> numbers two through six are a completely different kind of game than the first game. The first game was more of a... It was like an evolution of Donkey Kong's gameplay style. And then at the end of every set of levels, there would be a level where you have to guide all of the mini Mario toys that you've collected. Because Donkey Kong steals all the mini Mario toys because they're they're, they're selling out and he wants one, and so he takes all of them. So you're you're guiding them. You're you're basically just clearing a path for them through this level, and then guiding them to a toy box. And every sequel that followed was just that. Just that. Like yeah. it's yeah. Because the, well, the the original Donkey Kong versus Mario is this bizarre follow up to my favorite game that we'll talk about, Donkey Kong '94. It's a mm. portable version. Of a single screen arc, a single screen arcade game, mm. and 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 it it the overworld shows that off in the spirit, and then they realize like no one gives a fuck about Donkey Kong '94, and completely alter the gameplay style, and I never liked it again, and I was just so shocked that they kept on coming. So much much know. like a crypto miner getting their hands on Nvidia graphics cards, like Donkey Kong just wants him some toy Mario's. Huh? Yeah, it's all well. First he wants toy Mario's. And then uh, he wants Pauline, like Mario, you know, the the girl he kidnapped in the first Donkey oh, Kong. Yeah. And then he wants Pauline minis because <laughs> they get sold out, so he steals all of them. No, no, he wants Pauline minis. They're all sold out, so he steals the actual Pauline, which I believe is the plot of Miniland Mayhem, which has a neat little thing when you open and close the DS. By the way. Here we go. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> That's the most Italian Mario's ever stood ever sounded. Let's get, hey, you come back here. I'm breaking your face. Yeah. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, Mario doesn't do that like Italian Joe Pesci Home Alone swearing very often. <laughs> <Yeah>. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, the minis games are you know pretty great for what they are. Um, I yeah, we, we should say what they are. They're, they are Lemmings games where yes. you you have to safely try to get a line of marching Mario's that march no matter what you do uh, mm-hmm. from point A to point B by kind of rearranging yeah. the environment. And and it varies. Sometimes they like they'll wait until you wake them up so you can kind of arrange the environment for them. Sometimes you guide them with the stylus and they'll they'll like jump and switch direction and. Uh, they hit switches to activate platforms and things. Sometimes it's just you removing and adding platforms with the stylus. The gameplay changes a bit from, from game to game. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's more than just mini Mario. Sometimes there's also mini Luigi's and Peaches and Donkey Kong's that you have to manage. So it's... How are there so many of these? Oh there's a lot. <laughs> I, I think, one, on I think one I got... Be- when they did the DSI because they were trying to be like, hey, you should buy this these d- digital releases we have. And I think mm-hmm. one of them was there. That might have been March This of the will minis. take all day to download for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can watch Mario hit the... Remember he would like put the coin in the box for yeah. like 10 minutes? It's only 100 <laughs> megs. We made an entire animation you can watch for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, I think that the most recent one was Tipping Stars, which I think was on I, Wii U. I have you could literally be never that heard up, of it. Sure. Yeah, I'd never, I never. It, yeah, it's on Wii U. It's a one of those the few simultaneously released 3DS and Wii U games. Like, Ma- I mean, uh, Mario Tipping Stars just sounds like a Mario Duke Nuke Duke Nukem crossover. Like, yeah, shake it, the baby, shake it's, it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it sounds like some Japanese program to teach people about gratuity. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> when you travel abroad, it's just normal to tip for a good service. No more than 20%. <laughs> because we're doing this by genre, there are a couple that are sort of miscellaneous, but could kind of fit into puzzles. the puzzle genre. There is, of course, the infamous Donkey Kong Jr. math. Sure. Which I tried to play, and it is, oh, like, it's either way too easy or it's fucking incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, like, there's a couple different game modes. One is, like, a competitive thing where, like, Donkey Kong holds up a number, and uh, you as Donkey Kong Jr. have to climb up a bunch of vines and uh, hit the right numbers, and then, like, oh, eight plus this plus this, or whatever. You have to arrive at that number somehow. And then there's also, like... We'll just put a like a long division problem up, and you just hit which numbers go in the blanks. It's a new math. A show of your work, yeah. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your parents will buy this. Then you'll get the Nintendo. It's the price of entry for some kids. You could, you could almost argue that there was a while there it felt like, does Nintendo hate Donkey Kong and prefer Donkey Kong Jr.? It, I think he might like the junior guy. Why is he in Mario Kart, not DK? Well, maybe like, maybe that that was the lawsuit. Like they were like, we might have to get away from this character I, and do I, I the junior. They, yeah, they call him Donkey Kong in Mario Kart. They don't even oh, like wow. you have to like put the junior thing together on your own. Yeah, well, he he wears the the Donkey Kong Junior T shirt in like the first sixteen bit uh, Super Mario Kart. And, uh, yes. and from there, it it's just Donkey Kong. But then there's like the weird storyline with Donkey Kong Country that, like, Cranky Kong is the original arcade Donkey Kong. And I thought for years that Donkey Kong, the present Donkey Kong, was Junior grown up, but somebody said, like, no, Cranky is his grandfather. He's Donkey Kong Junior's son. So, yeah, like, so, so Donkey where Kong is... Donkey Kong Jr. has disappeared. Yeah, he just dis- <laughs> he went for cigarettes one day, never came back. Typical <laughs> child actor bullshit. Ugh. Uh, yeah, he's out. He's somewhere out there, dating, <laughs> dating a white lady. <laughs> For uh, some <laughs> reason, you guys, I'm sorry, but I always in my head I combine Cranky Kong with the grandfather from the Star Wars Christmas special from the grandfather Wookiee. <laughs> like they're oh, the same God. person to me. <laughs> they're very <Yeah>. similar. <laughs> it's understandable if if you were born in the 70s. They're mm-hmm. very similar. Yes, yeah, sure. And, Which Michael and I both were. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love having it over you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a few years, um, but there there are some other games as well that that kind of fit in this mold uh, of of puzzle. Uh, one of them I'd never heard of and was kind of flabbergasted when I saw it for the first time. So that that is DK King of Swing. Okay. Which came out for Game Boy Advance and is a like a rock climbing puzzle platformer where Donkey Kong you you control him with the L and R buttons. Uh Aye. you hold them both to make him jump and then you use them like as gripping for for his hands and he will, what will happen is like he will grab a 
knob or whatever with one of his hands, and then uh, he will spin around slowly in the in, in like clockwise or counterclockwise. And so you're supposed to make him climb or like grab onto two things and then launch him up or, or what? You mean the thing we thought was amazing in Astro's Playroom just last year? Like, the, my, why don't more games do it's, this? It's similar to that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's actually quite similar. I knew it felt familiar. L- and it little got- known fact, uh, Cherry Pop and Daddy's did the soundtrack for King of Swing. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> they, don't, they don't publicize it so much. Well, I could, I could believe that. Not publicizing their name. <laughs> I could believe that more in the sequel, DK Jungle Climber, which came out for DS and which, like, has, has, like, some more ska infused sounds. Okay. Like, okay. I'm here for that. Yeah. It's a little, little bit of a, like, you could, this is a soundtrack you could skank to, probably. And I'm not ready to pretend ska is okay. No. I, I, I think it's okay. I think it should be a Diddy Kong soundtrack. Should be ska. Sure. Music. Yeah. Like, he I seems guess, like a ska. I guess he's got the fit. hat. He flips his bill up a little bit. What I was, puts, I was puts on a little skank and pickle. I was in my twenties in the early two thousands. I was super into ska. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm not. What? I'm not gonna I disavow feel... ska, Chris. Mm-hmm. I feel the trauma from it. I do. And real big fish were dick to us. At a, dicks to us at Taco Bell. Fuckers. I'll never forget. I it. mean, their name is a pun, so mm-hmm. they can go to hell. Mm-hmm. And, and, yes, and they, they rode that. They rode that crest of one and a half albums for like sixteen years. Um, but I guess you know when your your band has like. 16 white guys with brass instruments. You got to do what you, you <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of mouths to feed. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there was another game called Coconut Crackers, which got canceled, but was going to be like like a top-down Tetris with Mario or th- oh, with Donkey okay. Kong characters. And I was looking the the King of Swing is developed by Payon, yeah, the developer of Barrel Blast. Ah, with like quite a while in between, and mm. I was like, that's why I was like, this is notable because. It's, these are mostly made by Western developers, except for these. Mm-hmm. Did, did that get canceled because the name sounded too much like a Marx Brothers picture? Coconut Crackers? I the Marx Brothers starring in Coconut Crackers. <laughs> uh, get over here, you mugs. We got to make these kids fall in love. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why that was That was a good description of a Marx Brothers movie with three studios. Yeah, was that a crossover? Because that would be amazing. It was. They should have crossed over. I don't, I don't know why when you said kids, I imagined actual children. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, is this a Tim Robinson sketch? Well, that's, that's the plot to all Latter-day Marx Brothers movies. Find it, getting strangers to fall in love with one another. <laughs> True. Yeah, we're the comic foil. We we just make other people's dreams happen. Sometimes uh, a cigar is just a cigar. Mm. No, and other times it's a big, big brown dick, George Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> George Carlin. Anyway, yeah, there have been some pretty decent Donkey Kong puzzle games, but let's uh, let's get into the. I res- uh, but uh, my thesis being, I resent the fuck out of the like. There are six Donkey Kong <laughs> ver- mini games uh, versus mini games, March of the Minis, Tipping Stars, and the thing that they're based on is one of my favorite games of all time. Yep, and I hate that. And and we'll get into that re- in a couple entries. Number two. BK Burger King. <laughs> I love that we we do make fun of boomers for thinking this is the definition of rap, and yet we mm-hmm. all love stuff like this or like 
Was it the Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Pebbles commercial oh, I did where not, they did the rap? I did not. No, no. What I own an animation cell from that. That is great. <laughs> but no, this, uh, this is one of those things that it's like it. It was kind of funny at first, and then it really wasn't funny, and then it got funny again by repetition. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what what genre could this be? So this is I, I divided this up into a couple, or I divided this entry and the next one into two distinctions. I'm going to call this adventure platforming. Okay. So this okay. is going to be uh, not only Donkey Kong 64, but also the, the just Donkey Kong Country in general. Donkey Kong because that that would be the Renaissance. I think yeah. the one that took Nintendo by surprise, a game they didn't develop. That was a runaway success that technically has like dozens of fucking games. Most terrible, mm. but with the best music you've ever heard. Did yeah. you have to call it adventure platforming rather than side scrolling just because of Donkey Kong 64 though? Is that yes. The only yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. And also like you could, you could say that uh, the later games returns and tropical freeze are two and a half D cause they're 2d games with 3d yeah. graphics. Sure. Uh, interesting lyric in there. He, when he say he's finally back. So I, I think I think this lends cred, uh, credence to your thesis that Nintendo or, you know, people hate Donkey Kong, whatever, because Donkey Kong was only in the first of the first yeah. three Donkey Kong Country games. Well, playable. He's, he makes small appearances. Yeah. But at, at, like mm. first it's it's Donkey Kong and Diddy. Then it's Diddy and Dixie. Then it's Dixie and that baby thing. Baby? Is it just yeah, called Baby, baby Kong? Kong? <laughs> okay. That, that was when I fucking tapped out like real hard. Yeah. I, I think I told that on an early, early old podcast iteration that we did that I, I remember breaking up with my first girlfriend because she wouldn't stop calling me during Donkey Kong 2, Country 2, which I had rented. Like, this is, these lava levels are fucked up. Let's just split up, man. I cannot do both right now. <laughs> you don't even get it. These JPEGs look like they're animating. It's fucking realistic. Well, well, we, yeah, to go back, we did not, at the time, I, w I was hook, hook, line, and sinker into this. This is the future of gaming, mm -hmm. and these games fucking suck. I hate the <laughs> the country games. I do. I, I always thought they were okay, especially the first one. I never never I got they, into the series past. That, I think really, they got they went a long way with interesting music and some decent maybe character design, but they're floaty flash uh, platformers that don't hold up very well, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, uh, they're everyone's haphazard uh, pursuit of Toy Story graphics went too far with this, uh, Jesus, what would you call this? It was supposed to look like a 3D game, the first Donkey Kong. And it, yeah. and it well, did. I mean, it, 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 it was trickery. Us. It's like yeah. we, yes. we have access to these silicon graphics machines. Let's use them to design our characters and then takes, basically take pictures of those characters from the side and turn them into sprites. So mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like seeing a video... In Flash in like 2001, mm. like <laughs> we had to sacrifice a lot to get this but, here. But they did There'd be a lot of artifacting. They did put, I think, a lot of a lot of stuff into these games. Like this was sort of the beginning of what we would later see with Rare's Collectathon games, where mm -hmm. like there's there's a bunch of bonus stuff to find. You're supposed to find all the bananas and balloons. There's animals that you can ride. Um, there's an unforgettable audio in the first level that if you've played it as many times as I have, is just going to be burned into your head. <laughs> yeah, you don't start out with Diddy. You have to free him from a barrel that's like one of the first things you find in the first level. Mm -hmm. Who knows how long he's been sitting there? Yeah, mm -hmm. ages. 
And yeah, that's also like for whatever reason, like, oh, barrels. Barrels are very important. We have to put them all through these games and they will just hang in midair and launch you like cannons. I, they um, were important in the original Donkey Kong. I get it. He rolled oh, them at true. you. That's, he set oh, them on fire. True. Yes, you're right. You're right. It, like they were important in that one level of the original Donkey yeah, Kong. Yeah, that's true. And that's yet true. became so infused with that character because yeah, it, it, who made it past that first level? Uh, of which game? Of the, the original, original Donkey Kong. Me. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, I eventually, did, but it's, when I grew this up, this is a. Uh, now that I'm with you guys, and we do that um, thirty twenty ten video game thing, you can see how many games Rare made. They're not all hits, but Nintendo mm. purchased this European company, this this very English company, and this is like their. I, I, they may have done other things in the Super Nintendo, but nothing more notable than this. I, I feel like we might be giving this this game short shrift because at the time this I, I, is SNES, I am, I am. but it mm. looked it did look amazing. Yeah, at the time. I, I think it was a key, like it was part of Nintendo's strategy. Like we have to extend the lifespan of the Super Nintendo as yes. much as possible yes. Yes. and keep people from buying a PlayStation. Yeah, I think it bought them another two years, and mm. it's like you don't need a Sega CD because anything you can do in Sewer Shark. You can do here with actual Nintendo characters. Mm-hmm. Look, look, yeah, and we we believe them yep. for a year or so. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I, that I think I was in high school when this came out, so yeah, I, I played it at the time, and I'm like, it's nice. I, it was, it just wasn't even as platformers go, it wasn't groundbreaking or anything. But in terms of visuals, I was like, yeah, this this looks pretty fucking cool. I played the first two, and it's just like, and I just sit back like, yeah, I don't need Clockwork Knight. That this, this is fine. <laughs> I can I I can live off of this. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the it's like ninety four ninety five um it yeah it bought this the Super Nintendo another two years mm-hmm. until Nintendo could figure out what to do for the next gen yeah, yeah. which you know it was already locked into the sixty four but we didn't know that and and they even tried to port it to Game Boy with uh, Donkey Kong Land it's like a simplified are, version I see more fans online for those Game Boy games <laughs> that happens a lot with Game Boy games it's like a kid's personal computer mm-hmm. so they develop way but I. I think those games are fucking awful, <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I would not, yeah, I would not play one to, if it contained the fucking coronavirus vaccine at the end of it. Mm. I, I would just, it, I hate those games. Donkey Kong Land, <laughs> yeah. Land, is that what that's never, what they were called? I, yeah, I never played the Land games. Uh, I played a little bit of Donkey Kong sixty four, which was, I think that that's pretty I played much a bunch. You played a ton of it. I, I did at the time, but because it, it, I it is an amazing feat. It was like it re- required the expansion pack, I believe. Mm, yeah. So it has a it had a better than normal frame rate, and that wasn't the thing I noticed in every game at that point. But like this looked particularly different. But it's also like that criticism people give rare games like Banjo Kazooie collectathons. I didn't notice it in Banjo Kazooie. This is when I really noticed it. And like, this is fucking annoying mm. that there are this many ways to complete a level. And some of these characters are fucking terrible. There's a character that his only thing was long arms. He could swing around like a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Like, this character fucking sucks. <laughs> and you, there, there are levels completely designed around him. It was excessive and wrong. And Nintendo should have pulled the reins a little bit. Mm. And if they did, we'd probably still have more rare Donkey Kong games. Probably. And the, 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 the weird silver lining of this or happy ending is they gave their Texas studio retro some time off of making Metroid prime games. And they made these two really great donkey Kong country returns games. Yep. Um, already sounds much better. (laughs) 
a little bummed out. Just fuck. I, I I had Donkey Kong Country Returns on Wii. I remember being in that um man that what that Kodak theater for this announcement. Just my my mind was blown. They're returning to Donkey Kong Country Returns. Uh, and and it's only for Wii, so it's very not HD. I played yeah. more of this on the 3DS port, mm-hmm. which I think is excellent and one of the more perfect 3DS games that ever, there ever and was. No waggle, and no waggle. And then Tropical Freeze came out with like, okay, this is what a Nintendo published platformer should be and look like, and it's better than any of those 2D Mario's that came out on the Wii U. Tropical Freeze is fucking wonderful. I, I only played this game on the Nvidia Shield. Which isn't what? true. I just bring that up to bring up. It is one of the. It Nintendo has a weird licensing thing. I think it was like in China, where they're like Mario and Donkey Kong games came to the Nvidia Shield. That is super weird. It, yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm not making that up. It's just like what? Okay, sure. But it's it's weird because I think these are what people my age think of like main AAA games, and these are essentially Donkey Kong's AAA competitive. This is a popular genre. That's what we're going to do with Donkey Kong. And it's, and even though, whatever, the retro, I just love the idea that the Metroid Prime guys probably spent like half a decade on these weird Donkey Kong games <laughs> that not a lot of people have played. Yeah. And, and, and they're very competent and very good. And they went, and especially the Tropical Freeze, they go back and I think get Grant Kirkhope to do the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really nice. I think he it's gave a, an interview recently where he apologized for the DK rap. Oh come I mean, on! Yeah. It was up its it time. It was back in the when when white people realized they could get away with rapping. Like there was a whole period. It was the second episode of Laser Time where we examined this phenomenon. Joe Piscopo made a series of Michelob commercials where he just rapped, and he into his according to him, rap was one thing. The fat boy. So he got in a fat suit. And he did a It's so embarrassing. There's so many more embarrassing things in the DK rap, I assure you. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah, that's a, that yes. guy did, uh, what is it, Dead Heat? Is that, yeah, especially yeah. because it's not, it's not so much that it's bad. It is borderline culturally insensitive and inappropriate. Yes. And <laughs> it's, if you, it's really awful. If you want to see me and Sammy make fun of Joe Piscopo, uh, I think I put it up on the Laser Time Patreon. We, we did Dead a commentary heat. for that one. That is one of the best scenes in cinematic history and one of the worst movies ever. Your Diddy commentary for it? Oh. Diddy Gross. <laughs> yeah, but uh, where are we here? Platforming adventure puzzle. Yeah. Adventure games. platformers. All yes. right, let's land this plane. So you climb, there it is. It does not take that long to get over the right. He's going second ladder. Daddy, I need to go potty. Daddy, I need to go potty. I'm recreating that Steve Weeby scene. Uh, uh, Daddy, wipe my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy, kill screen coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we're we're ending. We're number one where it all began with the original. Well, this is where Donkey Kong was born. And this is where Donkey Kong, I think, does best in in what I'm going to (laughs) call arcade platformers. Where he's not playable. (laughs) Yes. He's best as the villain. Uh, I was running. I was running that by Adam, like, because uh, I had a sense of it. I just didn't want to Google a bunch of stuff. Like arcade games commonly were named after the thing you were fighting. Mm-hmm. You don't play as a Galaga. You're fighting the Galaga or Galaxians. You're 
fighting the space invaders. Does that mean space I'm invader, fighting sorry. the defender? Yeah, well, not all the time, Michael. Don't wiki par as <laughs> oh, me, but I don't know which one I get is it. Robotron. You're fighting the centipede. You're, you don't play as the centipede. You yeah, can... you're fighting. You're fighting this thing, and Donkey Kong is your biggest enemy, mm-hmm. and that's why the game's called that. Even though you never play as Mario, you play as three different people who are not Donkey Kong, and I don't know. It's such a weird hook, uh, and the, having rebuilt a little arcade one-up game machine over the pandemic, I got obsessed with the versatility of the first Donkey Kong. It is excellent. Yeah. It is a re- is a really good arcade game of that era and it's it's I I I played it more on the NES than I ever did in arcades, mm-hmm. but it's it plays wonderfully in on the arcade version. The NES version loses a level, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, which is admittedly like the worst and weirdest level that is like more randomness than anything else in the other three Donkey Kong levels, but Yeah. I don't think right. it was just 19- the NES version. I think I think like there was only one other version of Donkey Kong that had that level for years. I think and so years. too. It's, and I, I remember reading all these theories as to why. It's a factory I think it was, level, I think it is. Yeah, yeah fa- cement factory, pie factory. People call it different things because they you couldn't really tell. And Nintendo kind of stopped acknowledging it after the initial release. It wasn't ported anywhere. And there are a lot of Donkey Kong ports. I, I mean, I, this is why I give Donkey Kong shit as a series. Is I I really disliked Donkey Kong as a kid, but it was just because it's fucking tough. Like the yeah. jump physics, yeah. like it, you, it requires you perfect timing. You, but it's, it, but there's a level of randomness to it too. It's not that you can just yeah. cut, figure out the patterns. Like, no, he, that barrel may or may not fall through that ladder. There's no pattern to it. it, mm. it there, yeah, the, it's, the further, yeah. the further you get into the original Donkey Kong, the more randomness they introduce. Mm-hmm. And Adam has this wonderful book of like, diagrams because once you get into other levels like they are fucking impossible and you have to like memorize certain things that happen in order to move forward it it can get very difficult but but you don't need like a a graduate degree from gaming history university to see how colorful and new this looks in 1981 compared to games that came out during that period yeah because because pac-man is like the biggest thing at this point like uh is it is pac-man 80 I think, so. uh, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's 80 yeah. and um, Pac-Man's like the year I'm born and that's rudimentary you know it's it has things uh, abstractly to look like certain other things whereas you get Donkey Kong like wow this is like a playable human being and I can see exactly what the enemy is a giant gorilla and he's that he's after this girl and I'm jumping barrels you really had to like, kind of guess what was happening in most games up until that point. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember a lot of them using the color purple so wonderfully until those Or girders. just using that much color, period. You know, like it, even like like Asteroids was, was pretty colorless at the time. Like, yeah, like yes. yeah, the games were... That's why I say, like, if you look at it in context, I can't appreciate what Donkey Kong was doing. Yeah. It also mm-hmm. is the reason Nintendo is what it is today. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a massive, massive hit. Like, it yeah. was ported to everything that could play video games at the time. Yep. And, and and long story short, it was supposed to be another Popeye game, and the Popeye people said, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. We're too important. The Namco people are sniffing our, our panties. We don't have any fucking interest in you, Nintendo. And uh, they ended up developing this as a like an IP that they created and owned, and that built who they were. Yes. And fast forward, <laughs> the NES exists because Nintendo hated Donkey Kong ports. Because they yeah. like, why can't you? We play Donkey Kong on the on this technology that's in people's homes five years after 
it's been out in arcades. This makes no sense. And then, like, essentially led in Japan with, like, yeah, that game that you've been talking about. Every, that arcade game everyone's been talking about for three years. You can take home a home conversion that is the closest thing to the real. I had no idea until, like, three years ago how far away it is from the arcade version. Mm-hmm. But I, I grew up loving the NES version. It was, it's very playable. Huh. When did it, did it, it, when did it come out? Because I know, like, the Famicom came out in, like, 83. Yeah. And they didn't but immediately still, make Donkey Kong for it? That's weird. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know Wiki Parez. Right, I'm right. ballparking I here. I but I mean, that, I that is up. sort of Nintendo's motivation. The, the idea that, cause they, if you look back in their arcade history, it's not very successful because they're kind of ripoff artists. Mm. They're, they, they have other forms of business. They're selling ramen noodles and, 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 and physical playing cards. Yeah, card. Video games are one aspect to their business and they're just, Going with what's popular elsewhere. They're not really making a lot of innovative uh, twists and turns. And Donkey Kong sort of changes that. And then it also, like, takes them... It's the, it, Once the NES comes out, it's, like, how they leave the game market altogether. But, you, the yeah, Donkey... Yeah, the arcade... Yeah, the arcade market, they kind of abandon. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like, it's, it's, it's so important to all of that. To yeah. all of that. I, I was going to call this single screen platformers, but that only holds true for so long. And it's interesting that like, yeah, we're talking about the first game with Mario. The first, like that was also the last game where Mario was playable for a while. A Donkey Kong game. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the sequel was Donkey Kong Jr. My favorite. Help, help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I hear the Beach Boys song when I hear that music. I, I know a lot of people hate that game, but like I saw that in a skating rink when I was like three years old, and I found it captivating. Yeah. I thought it was one of the most colorful cabinets and games I'd ever seen, and I, it has my favorite. It's difficult to call whatever you call the last level in a Donkey Kong game. The idea of like dragging those keys up, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. really, really neat. Considering that's not the gameplay throughout any of the other levels. Not my favorite. Though. My uh, favorite's the next. How is that possible? <laughs> You're just trolling me. It's, it's a genre unto its own, Chris. It is the only man shooting a chemical up an ape's ass game in existence. <laughs> this is true, and it sounds a bit better than the previous two. That's better. The second level in its entirety. <laughs> if you're quick on the draw, that's the one I played yeah, most on in, on the NES, though. Like I, I yeah, I, I played a ton of it on yeah. NES. Uh, but um, yeah, you're playing as Stanley the Bugman, and there was something in that that traumatized me when I was a kid and would play it. <laughs> so when you die in this game, all of the bugs in the stage just descend on your character. Yeah. yeah. And then he is it disappears and is like just the only thing left of him is the spray can that you were using. When I was a kid, I didn't know that was the spray can. I assumed that they had like mummified him and turned him into some sort of horrifying <laughs> wrapped corpse. Oh. And I, I was I was more like I I didn't know one could die in the middle of one's vocation in such a way. Uh, man, the future is really dark. Yeah. for me and Stanley, you're actually a piss poor bug man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, not until the '80s film Arachnophobia did like exterminators really get their due, though. I mean, come on, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's this and yeah. Arachnophobia. What so again, oh, yeah. Mario, other than being the villain in Donkey Kong Jr., Mario was not part of the series until 1994. 
So Donkey Kong 94 or just Donkey Kong on Game Boy was kind of a fake out. And this is the reason why I don't say a single screen arcade platformer, because the first few levels are just the first few levels of Donkey Kong. And so it's a bit of a fake out. It makes you think like, oh, I just bought like a slightly better looking remake of the 1981 game. But no, once you get past that, the world expands and suddenly you're, you're faced with like, what was it? Like 99 new levels? Yeah, like a hundred, a hundred brand new levels of wonder. I remember, uh, I'm just happy I still have my box copy mm. of Donkey Kong 94. Nice. Uh, I, I fucking love this game. And yeah, th- those levels, I used to beat this once a year. Damn. Because it is legitimately challenging and wonderful. And there are numerous different ways to complete every stage. They make a big thing about like, you know, Pauline's clothing. I think it the, the collecting the three things yeah. before you finish the level. You don't have to do that. The, the hat, but, uh, the purse, and the parasol. Yeah, and uh, it it offers the the biggest canonical story bridge into how Mario got from plumbing in our world with apes and going to the Mushroom Kingdom. At the end of this game, I forget how it goes. Like I have to go now. The Mushroom Kingdom needs me. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it does show you at the end that, like, that's when he goes into Super Mario Brothers. Uh, it is the transition there. And that's after a fucking amazing boss battle with Donkey Kong at the very end of the game. And I don't, I, I it was Donkey Kong 94. So it definitely, it, and they, it's just called Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. but we refer to it as nerds to Donkey Kong 94. Yeah. Um, it, Mario's moveset becomes so robust for the first time in history. Mario at this point, can do things with power-ups, but, like, he can kind of run and run really fast and jump with his legs pointed out. (laughs) And that is sort of it. And this changes everything. He gets a triple jump. Uh, He gets a handstand that he can then backflip higher with and a little more accurately. And, And several moves that would make it into Mario 64 and you wouldn't play... You would be mad playing a 3D Mario game if these moves weren't there, but they originate in a black and white 2D Game Boy game. I think that's insane. (laughs) Well, also the first Game Boy game specifically designed for use with the Super Game Boy. Super Game Boy. So if you could play it in color, sort of. I wonder what this. What do you think this is going for, guys? This is like super inbox. It's like the only Game Boy. Probably quite a bit, actually. You know, I bought it from our old boss. What a. Dude, <laughs> uh, the Super Game Boy was go. the peripheral that you could connect a, to a TV, right? It, it, would, it, it was like a Super Nintendo cartridge that plugged in, and then you could plug a Game Boy cartridge into that. Cool, and yeah, yeah. So, so like it had—I don't remember how exactly that worked, but it had this like you can play this on your Super Game Boy, and we've added color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo didn't necessarily add color; they added like preset tints. But like it did seem to be optimized for this game. Yeah. To have everybody's colors show up the right way. Yeah, and and there's some some games that were made for it would also have like frames that you could put around the the action yeah. on screen. And uh, yeah, this this had a few of those. Ooh, four megabyte game contains a battery backup. Oh damn! Also brand new. Ooh. Damn, damn, damn! But uh, yeah, it's like it was it was a huge transformation for for the Donkey Kong brand. That nobody paid attention to because Donkey Kong Country came out almost immediately afterward. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was enough of a success that Nintendo 
uh, tried to tried it again with the first Mario versus Donkey Kong, which you know brings us around full circle to that. But like the the rest of those were all Lemming style puzzlers. The first Mario versus Donkey Kong was a continuation of 94's gameplay style, where it's like it's mm-hmm. it's very puzzle focused, but it is just like these simple arcade levels where Mario jumps around a lot and grabs hammers and bonks shy guys for some reason. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've, I've always wanted to see them do just one more of these. It's so old school. It's something Mario literally never does anymore. Like, it's straightforward. Like, where he's not running forward with up to four players. Mm-hmm. Like, just uh, solve this small level. And some of the levels get pretty big, but I would love to see them do this again. Pokemon fans, if you're listening, this is the only Game Boy game I would save in a fire at the Nintendo Archive Factory, whatever. God damn. Uh, this, it, this is my favorite Game Boy game. Uh, I believe if you listen to our top, what was it, 100 games? 20 games? games. I argue this should be there. It's the best Game Boy game, in my opinion. I love Donkey Kong 94. Fantastic. Well, play it. Yeah. Th- and I recently, I recently downloaded an image to play on, um, my arcade one up MAME thing. And it just looked like shit <laughs> blowing up a Game Boy game to like 17 inches. I've never oh, done that man, before. Yeah. It's, it's so shitty. And I'm, I'm dying to find a way to play this again. I cannot find my 3DS because you could, if your 3DS eShop is still up, that's kind of the only place you can legally buy it. It's available in the virtual console hmm. or it was. Um, but yeah, I'd love, I'd love to be able to play this again. I'd love Nintendo to like give this to a up and coming fledgling developer and let them colorize and remake this to thing. put it into perspective i just looked up the game boys uh resolution it was 160 by 144 meaning Ooh, like literally the 10th a 10th of a 1440 like most computer monitors nowadays are 1440 monitors right yeah, like, but, it, so blow that up but also like go to 4k <laughs> that is like literally <laughs> like oh it's like it's wow. like a hundredth of that screen it's it's mm. nothing but what's thoroughly acceptable in a port? I never got to do the Super Game Boy thing. I never had one of those. I don't hmm. think I had a game. Yeah, Me but I, w- I would love to try because this this game deserves more love. And I, I think I, I don't think I'll get more compliments than by people who remember this game and are listening to this episode right now. It's mm-hmm. a good game that's worth remembering and asking for just like yeah, port this thing somewhere, man. Like make this available again. We never got the Game Boy Mini. They gave up at the Super Nintendo Mini. I really thought they were going to do the Game Boy Mini. Hmm. And I'd be able to play this game again on an official device uh, portably. I was very much looking forward to that. Oh, well. Maybe someday. Who knows? Never say never. But uh, anyway, for now, that has been our very heavily slanted toward old people. (laughs) Top five. Definitive. Unimpeachably correct. About... Donkey Kong genres. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Hey, donkey genres. But I. But it, if you're ready, I'll talk shit on Skyward Sword as soon as you're ready. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's uh, take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Donkey Kong, you know him well. He's finally back to kick some tail. His gun can fire in spurts, and he can shoot up. He's big, fast. Stronger too, the leader of the DK crew, the backbone dog, performed with Hallelujah. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? 
then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Yeah. Olestra. We were just having that conversation because my girl is a little younger. She's like, you ever hear about Olestra and anal leak? She's like, yes. But it's not exactly... Yeah, we lived through the 90s. Yeah, it's not exactly what you think because, like, whatever sugar and fat substitute is and everything else does the exact same thing. Just like Mm -hmm. Michael said, people weren't conditioned to, like, no, this didn't mean to go hog wild in your stupid old boises or whatever. Let me pop open a Crystal Pepsi and tell you about the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's sort of like, you know... Prunes are unpopular because everybody thinks like, oh, you bite into a prune, you'll get instant explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I wish yeah, that was the case. No, it's just it's just fiber, man. I it's, wish yeah. that was the case. That to me is still a good bowel movement. Instant diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> it's whatever gets it out for the day. Uh, but yeah, sure. It, whatever else, because remember, like a couple years ago, like man, have you guys seen what happens if you eat a, a pound of these fat-free gummy bears? You totally shit yourself. I'm like, yes. Yes, you, you eat a pound. Of yeah, it's yeah. like yes, that, this will absolutely happen if you eat a pound of mostly anything. Yeah, I don't want to wish that on anyone, but you, you deserve eat a, it. Eat a, eat a pound of a crab. Watch what happens to your asshole. It'll be astonishing. We'll all back up and line up around you like it's fireworks. It'll be yeah, the crab will just become reconstituted <laughs> and, and your your ass, and then just will will snip at you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where I'm just going to hit this button. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD came to Switch. Only Chris has been able to play it. <laughs> and I hate it. No. Well, uh, <laughs> Already? Well, I, well, I just... I, I, it did something to me that happens very rarely in games. I get this, I'm like... I, you've heard me on the show. I've been very excited about being able to play this... This this weird Zelda game that, with given all this importance, that has been locked on the Wii due to the nature of its motion controls. Like, yeah, this is the one that really needed to be cracked open, really remixed, um, and, and and made playable on new platforms. It shouldn't reside forever mm-hmm. on the Wii. And um, uh, you know, now I get it, and now it's like, oh yeah, there's there's a lot to <laughs> there's a lot of quality of life stuff that's going to fly in the face of modern game design, and it's going to. Yeah, I think it's really going to bum a lot of people out. <laughs> I saw all I needed to today when all the rage was, hey, they they brought uh, camera controls to, to Zelda because it didn't have them before. And I'm like, oh, God, you're right. But it's like you can't just use the R stick. You have to, like, hold your I, I L trigger. I played this for two, for two hours, and I can't get used to it. There's, <laughs> there's a billion different control aspects that are, like, really – Again, I, I just got done like trying to replay all of Breath of the Wild. That's a unique control scheme. No other game works like that. I could still understand it. Uh, but basically the idea is all the stuff you did with your motion controls, which was mm-hmm. charging up by holding the sword in the air and diagonal slices that, you know, you used to do with waggle. That's all done via the right stick. Which you needed the Wii Motion Plus controller for, right? Well, most of us playing a 3D game associate that with moving the camera, mm-hmm. which yeah. you cannot do unless yeah. you hold down an additional button or if you keep facing the camera behind you. And it's just so slow and weird and reminds you that, like, this game doesn't belong here. It, it's, <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. It's, I, I just wish Nintendo may have done a little more 
because the game is, I don't want to say ugly, but mm-hmm. like when I played Twilight Princess, the HD version, I'm like, oh, okay, this looks better. But like Skyward Sword was kind of designed with the Wii's limitations in mind. Mm-hmm. Everything was really basic and washed out. It was washed out is how I and, it, yeah. And just having it up like, man, it does not look good. And I was telling Michael, because I got this like a couple of hours before the show, and I'm just like, I am dreading going into this, because I remember how long this intro is. The the need for Breath of the Wild to change up the formula of Zelda is so apparent when you when you load this fucker up. It is the cuts I fell asleep I fell asleep for two hours before the show just because like the game doesn't get going for a very long time. That's what I remember. And the reason I make fun of this game a lot and say it's probably my least favorite Zelda is it's it has some very good moments, but those are like few and far between. And like, there's just a lot of filler and it's so slow. And it's like, they wanted to tell this story. It's supposed to be like the origin story. Like this is the original Link and Zelda, right? Or like mm. one of the first. And that's, it's like, that's what I want to know because like I probably played this for like 15 hours before I literally suffered nerve damage, not blaming the game. It was a long time ago and there was a lot of cocaine throwing fireworks and party <laughs> handstands happening around the same time. Uh, it, it is, it is odd. They also reference like a, 25, 25 years, 25 years, because like this is the 25th anniversary of Zelda at the time. And, oh, um, oh, right, right. right. Yeah. And, and it's clear, I don't know where we are now. With now the this is the 35th, or last year might have been the 35th anniversary. Yeah, I'm just, so I'm completely not sure. So I, I think, yeah. I am trying to pay attention to the story because like, is, is, is this going to give cause or reason for the idea of Link as this? timeless hero that exists throughout time um and and even then i still hate i still hate the idea i hate the idea of they basically promoted this game on saying it's the first in the zelda timeline Mm -hmm. and we will also we will dig make a finite official zelda timeline which not to go into it is still deeply unsatisfying and nowhere near as fun as mystery or just ambiguity it doesn't really matter. The idea that Link and Ganon exist throughout Link, Zelda, and Ganon exist throughout time, and will are always faced to meet each other again in different lifetimes. Putting that in an official timeline is stupid. Is <laughs> inherently stupid need, and unsatisfying. They didn't need to be part of any one continuity or time. The whole point. The series is called the Legend of yeah. Zelda. It is a legend. is meant to be told in any time, in any dimension, in any. All you have to have is Link and Ganon and Zelda. And you know you what? I've never heard anybody ask. Where's Breath of the Wild on this timeline? No adult has asked that. No one gives a shit. No No one gives a shit at all. And like that was one of this game's biggest selling points. And I, I I don't know. I find it to be one of the weirder upgrade. Playing it for a couple hours, I could not get my could not get a handle around the controls. It feels so much older than it is, Mm -hmm. especially with like the Mass Effect uh, remasters coming out at the same time. These are also ten year old games. Right. The, the structure of the game is just weird with the whole, you start in the sky at the sky island and then it sort of becomes sky like, uh, you know, like it has like the boat thing, which is you flying around the sky, but it's like this empty sky where there's very, very few islands for you to actually do anything. And then it's like the real levels take place on the ground where you have to like go to specific parts of the map underneath all the cloud cover and sky. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, 
it is a very unusual structure. Yeah, it's like when they they remastered Wind Waker, they like updated the traversal and the emptiness of everything, and I'm not sure that they bothered to do that here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd be curious again. I'm not a professional reviewer, but like I'm a little disappointed already, and I'm 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 groggy because like. I fucking fell asleep because it was just like, Jesus Christ, stop fucking talking. It's been two and a half hours. Go, go, yeah. go game, go. Is this a visual and, novel? Uh, Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, I mean, at times, like the way they, the way they tell the story, you kind of say to yourself like, Oh, that's why we don't need Zelda games to tell stories. It's, it's awkward and, and just like, no, nah, I don't, no, no thanks. I mean, it does sound like, I, I mean, I, barely remember this like my time in skyloft could have been two hours or ten hours i i yeah. played through a bunch of that and i think i just made it like originally on the wii to like the very first area outside of skyloft before falling off of it yeah but that could that could have represented anywhere from like three to twelve hours of gameplay. i mean play. i beat the game i i beat the game and that's the thing is like i make fun of it it's it's my least favorite 3D Zelda game. It's still a good game because it's a Zelda game, but it, it's lower in. But it does those feel games. like they took the feedback of like people are complaining that uh, Twilight Princess has too long of an intro. What do we do? Double it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did. It take a lot long. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's and, and I remember like I got stuck like forty minutes in. Just like not stuck, but just like I'm not wandering around. Tell me where the fuck I need to go, and it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't do that at all. And like, I, I don't, this, it feels, again, it's, it's maybe 10 years old or less, but it feels 20 fucking years old. And it feels like the weirdest fucking Zelda game. Link is so huge <laughs> and slow in the middle of the screen. It, it, it's, it's optimized for motion controls. And I, there, there's not an easy way to remove that from the product, I don't think. Other and, than remaking it from, yeah, other than remaking it from scratch. Yeah. And it, it's, there's some, neat character and, and world design stuff happening, but like, yeah, just what, like both Wind Waker and Twilight Princess seem like, oh, this feels good to see this upgraded in HD, and this doesn't, this does not, I, I don't know, it's not the same breath of fresh air, it really isn't. See, Twilight Princess is the one to me that, like, people give shit to, but I feel it's like the if one you I stick give with it, to. if you stick with Twilight Princess, I think it does become a very good Zelda game by the end. I just, I just think it, it, it's it's too long. Uh, it is too long, and I don't know. Breath of the Wild has this perfect balance between like, how long do you want to play? How many things do you want to do? You don't have to do everything. Yeah, um, go sure. tackle some some mainline stuff right now, or not. Yeah. Uh, do you see something on your right? And this has like nothing like that. That's would I think you, that maybe would you that's recommend a this if people never played the original Skyward Sword and if they're really Ugh. just jonesing for a Zelda game. I mean, that's maybe. that's where I am, and that's why I I picked it up because okay. I, I I am jonesing. For another Zelda experience, and it's more than likely going to be a while until we get a, a, a brand new one. Yeah. And this is the one, like, uh, I never finished Twilight Princess, but other than that, this is the only Zelda game. The Zelda game I have not finished or had the least experience with, and that was not due to me hating the game, but how you played it. And granted, that's gone, but it still isn't ideal in the way... Mm -hmm. It controls, and I'd be curious. I'm very curious to see what other reviewers have to say about it because, you know, this got high reviews at the time, and I didn't, I didn't get it then. Like, uh, like this is not, this is not very good. Is it just me? Is it? Am I crazy? Am I too old? Can I not? The, I, the most of the game, you have to hold the fucking your Wii remote in the air to charge it up every time you Ugh. use it. It was so obnoxious. Now you just have to point the left, the the the, the right stick up in the air. 
Um, Even that sounds obnoxious. Yeah. Like, just map it to it a is. fucking button. Yeah. It is. And, and, and a lot of the precision uh, sword play, like, doesn't work very well. Didn't register mm-hmm. uh, immediately. Like, I'm, I swear I'm holding this diagonally. I'm, I swear I'm hitting up, up, down, up. It doesn't register. And I never, I, I really haven't wrapped my head around it. I don't want to, this is the meanest I've ever been to a home console Zelda game. So like I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be too, I don't want to dog pilot too much, but I'm, I'm very curious to see what other people say about it. When I, I wonder, I, are you playing on pro controller or, or the, on just a the pro regular? controller? Yeah. Hmm. I can't, I got that drift, baby. I can't do it on the, oh, I can't, shit. can't do the fucking uh, undocked. Uh, thing, but I, the, Joy-Con drift. Joy-Con drift, if you yeah. know me, I am not mean to games that I'm playing. It's just this and Balan Wonderworld. Mm-hmm. And like, Oof. that is it. And I was right about Balan Wonderworld. I'm like, I cannot wait to see the way the world <laughs> dogpiles on this fucking game. Yeah, uh, yeah but the, the, it, it's not that bad, but like, you can see the need for needing to shake up the old Zelda formula. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. All right. And, uh, Trials of Mana is on iOS, and it seems to be, if, if not identical, then very similar to the console version of the Trials of Mana remake. It is also twenty three ninety nine on iOS, yeah. which I had said earlier. It's like, okay, I know in my heart that this is not unreasonable because, like the the console version is like what like twice that it's still a lot to pay for precision motorcycle action on um (laughs) (laughs) but 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 24 dollars for an ios game is like the equivalent of paying 200 dollars for a console game it's like that's that's the square way baby that that's what they do i mean you know like well square and other japanese publishers have been putting stuff on ios for years and it's it's always like they charge near console rates and it's just like this is like ten dollars is the outside of what a lot of people are willing to pay for a game on their phone, even if it's amazing. And, and to be honest, I've seen Trials of Mana on PS4 on sale for like between fifteen and twenty dollars. Like when it goes on sale, that would be how I would recommend to play. It's it's a good game. This was one of my favorite games the year it came out. I love this game. I can't imagine playing it for prolonged periods of time, which you have to because it is. It's a JRPG as JRPG. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like you're going to be playing it a long time. I can't imagine, even with a Bluetooth controller on an iOS device, like I would, I do recommend this game still, but at that price, I would probably say just, just get it when it's on sale on a regular console. Cause you can play it on your last gen console and it's, it's a great looking game, but man, it really does show you like graphically there wasn't a lot going on under the hood if it's able to be, you know, if you can play it on iOS devices, mm-hmm. it's like it didn't need to be on PS4. Yeah. It's, also, it's also on Android. I feel like we should throw that out. But, uh, sure, yeah. for those weirdos. <laughs> for most of the planet. Well, Speaking of weirdos, F- yeah. there's a new F1 game. That, uh, that is pretty weird. <laughs> is this something you're into, Matt? You're trying to tell us something? You can't call the entire United Kingdom weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is- no, I, look, I, I don't I know people who are into F1 and they're nice people, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm, I've never been into it. And every time I've tried one of these games, I immediately spun out like first turn because they're yeah. they're meant to be precision sim racing games, and that's not what I'm there for. Why but, am uh, I? Why can't I floor it all the time? The the one <laughs> thing that I I would say maybe I would try this year's version is on PS5. It does take advantage of those cool the triggers, you know the Ooh. the reactive triggers and the haptics. So. Mm-hmm. You could start to feel when you were about to peel out, which which really is like what a lot of racing games are missing. Like in real life, if you're in a car and you're about to lose control, you feel that car about to lose control. And in the video game world, that doesn't happen. But um, 
I, I mean, look, these are it doesn't matter what I say about this game. These are hugely popular games, mostly in Europe. Yeah. This is, remember, Codemasters, the first year after EA acquired them, so it is weird to see this as an EA sports title now. Huh. That yeah. is weird. But, yeah. uh... F1 2021. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So get your, go get your F1 fix, all you racing fans. Neat. Or Brits. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> Soothing the loss of your yeah, soccer so, team. Yeah, sorry your football team lost. <laughs> well, but, they're uh, going to come over here and kick our asses if we don't move on to news right now. Never gets old because it always was. Hey, everybody. We said last week that there was a Sony State of Play happening, and it happened, and now we got everything that was announced. Uh, Moss Book 2. I am very, very excited, excited for Moss yeah. Book 2. Moss, Moss was a great VR. Moss game. is in my top three VR experiences ever. Yes. Yeah, so so good to see that little mouse get another I, game. I'm, I'm also mm. glad to know that yeah, nobody's given up on VR yet. It's still coming. Yeah. Still come. I think. I mean, they said they're working on a new one. Yeah. For so, uh, Arcade Geddon is an early access game that uh, I think launched the day they announced it. It's a it's a co op shooter um, with a kind of a retro arcade vibe to it. Um, I don't know. I, I not my kind of game, so I can't really say much. But uh, it's it's like twenty bucks to get in. So so try that out. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the stuff that uh, I was into. Oh, Sifu, which is that cool looking cartoony uh, kung fu game you guys remember sifu uh it got a lot of buzz when it was first announced it's been delayed to 2022 unfortunately mm. but uh yeah good plenty of time to try and obtain a ps5 yeah we got more of a more of a look at that and it looks good uh lost judgment is going to include a free next gen upgrade for ps5 and xbox so you don't you don't have to pay more for that one which is cool because if you might remember the judgment they had a PS5 remaster that was sold separately. You didn't, you didn't get it for free. Uh, they showed off a bit more of the Death Stranding director's cut, and they revealed uh-huh. the release date is September 24th. Uh, Kojima immediately kind of followed this up with I, an announcement. I, I admired that. That was awesome. <laughs> he's like, he's like um, the name director's cut doesn't really fit what this is. <laughs> yes. he, he's, like, he's like, that implies that the original wasn't my vision, which it was. So Very he wants much to call so. this unmistakable. Yeah, like, but it also it also implies we didn't make new stuff for this game, which we did. Mm. Well, so, so he he wants to call this a director's plus, which I respect. Mm-hmm. I don't the stuff I've seen though could just be me. A lot of it looks like mods you would see on the PC version of the game. Like they've added some really fun stuff, but it like one of the things they've added like a package cannon that like will shoot the, the packages you know to destinations and i'm like sweet it feels like something modders would have done on the pc yeah, yeah. well yeah, they added like a speedway too right like yeah, racing cars yeah. Yeah. there's like there's racing there's i think there's a shooting range or something he's added in there so you can test the weapons but yeah. um and then the big the like the big focus of the show was they showed off a lot more death loop which looks great and like i said last week like i'm, I'm sold on death loop i don't i don't want to see more because i just want to mm. play it at this point so yeah, you know from the inside. Yet all those poor assholes make this demo, and they're probably like two months behind the actual game now. Yeah, uh, well, it's been it's been delayed a few times. And again, this is the weird thing about this game. Uh, in addition to another game that 
it had a delay that was announced is that um, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, which I believe is Bethesda as well. Yeah, and those are both PS5 exclusives, but because they're Bethesda, that means they're both Xbox Studios games that are coming to the PlayStation. So look mm-hmm. forward to that. Um, so n- next bit of news, man, I don't know what to make of this. A sealed copy of Super Mario 64 has sold for... 1.5 million dollars uh becoming the most expensive game collectible ever sold um is 1.56 to be precise and i think that's before the fees at yeah. heritage auctions and, and this was like mm. just a few days after a zelda cartridge that was like yes first run uh zelda cartridge sold for like 860,000. 870 that one sold for and that one had been graded at a 9.0 and this one was graded at a the WADA score of 9.8 A++. So it's like, you know, one of the best gradings you can get. But man, a lot of people, and I think I'm one of them, are kind of theorizing there's some shadiness going on with this. Like other than a maybe... A too weird. Uh, yeah, other than maybe just rich, some rich people are really fucking stupid with that their money. That is part of it. Uh, that, is, that is part of it. But, but I can explain a little bit because I am the only person here, I think, who's bought something through the Heritage Group. Okay. And uh, which I would not do in an auction. I did it at a Comic Con. Hmm. Um, but they are the leading. They have been the. I, I think Chris Kohler tweeted like a cryptic tweet about it, just because like you and I, all of us have been getting stuff through eBay or flea markets, local game stores for as long as we can imagine. Mm-hmm. And then Heritage, where I look at for film props, movie posters. And animation cells, they announced they're getting into the game. And that typically requires uh, grading wherever possible. So grading changes everything. This yeah. Mario 64 inbox game got this and that and this and that. You can probably find a non-sealed inbox complete Mario 64 game for a few hundred dollars for the rest of time. This is just the, the biggest and the best. And also through Heritage, what they, what they do is A, they call all the people who show up, they they notify all the people who normally show up to that options, those those auctions in general. And who do I mean by that? Idle billionaires. Rich, yeah, yeah. And they, uh, not to get too scandalous, they have also been accused of placing plant bets. Well, that, that yeah, one of the theories out there was it could be some shadiness from on the grading side of them. If you consider they make their money on fees as a percentage of total sale price, right? If they can swipe why don't use them? Their buyer premium is 20% no matter what. So so this asshole bought this game for what? uh, 1.5 million? 1.5. So now he's really paying 1.8 million. Yes. It's why don't you, I would never go through them. I cannot negotiate. So if that's the case, it is in their best interest to make sure stuff sells for as much as possible Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, when you get this graded, this thing that you might have gotten a couple hundred bucks for, you can get for thousands of dollars. And so there's that's one theory. Another theory is there might be some like money laundering going on here with like the. I, no, I don't think it's anything like that. Remember, they've been doing this like every couple of months, even in the pandemic, for decades. They're very good at this. Mm-hmm. The, the the danger I think I, I may have talked about on some podcast was a few months ago when like shit, they're getting into video game auctions. It's. I'm not saying it will not change the pricing of collectors' value for games, 
But this is also an isolated incident involving a bunch of millionaires who are going to blow a bunch of money anyway and pay an ultra-inflated price. Yeah. You should never play, pay a price like this as a normal fucking video I, game I, what, What's weird to me is, like, I get paying for rarity, right? Like, stuff that stuff that's, that's actually rare, you know, I get. But this is this is just a copy. Yes, it is a sealed copy, but it's... You know how many copies of Mario 64 were made? It's like, like, like the, the highest-selling game on that platform. Yeah, and so it's like... There's, there's, has to be more of these out there. Oh, and yes, sure, maybe, right. maybe this thing selling for that much will get other people to bring it out there. And of course, then that would bring down the market price because you've yeah. suddenly increased supply. Right? Well, another so. wrinkle to this story is that WADA, the grading house, just got acquired by a bigger collectibles, uh, yeah. grading service, Collector's Universe. Ah, okay. The, and these people are all acquiring these, each other all the time. Yeah. So, as long as you don't use these people, you should never pay a price like this. And I never will and can't. I love, I love searching offer up in Facebook marketplace because every once in a while you see someone like they have a hyper collectible that they need to offload immediately and you'll pay one twentieth of what you pay from a place like this, uh, heritage. And I'm not shitting on heritage because like they, they write all these glowing write ups. They have great pictures. If you have the money, I guess do it, but also consider donating to charity in our Patreon. But <laughs> uh, th- this is idle rich kind of stuff. And that's what th- where the grading comes in. The person who bought it probably doesn't care as much about what it is, just the fact that it's rare and mm-hmm. that they've told them that it's rare. And once they start acquiring these people who grade things like that we're going to get in a sticky situation well, well, well does what they say matter anyway and no what whatever. i told him was it was made by rare also i don't know anything about video games yeah. yes <laughs> i mean that there's there's a couple of people out there who probably got real good jobs at this place in the last the, this place in the last three years mm. uh but it, i don't think it's just it, it's silly but like rich people are always doing this usually it's fucking home run baseballs and Star Wars pistols and, and shit like that. I think that's the reason this story might be rubbing so many people the wrong way this week is it's the same week where we literally had billionaires in a dick measuring contest to see who could reach space first, yeah. like in their civilian space program. And I, I'll be honest, like I'm at the point, if it's not feeding uh, homeless people or, sh- or sheltering homeless people or paying their fucking taxes, I don't give a fuck what billionaires do. Stop covering them, news people. Like, I don't care. They're they're weird, eccentric, rich people. It broke my heart a little bit when the Poorly Aged Things Twitter account tweeted out the Tim Curry uh, Red Alert 3 thing about how yeah, but the, the only place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space! Space! <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, if this really is, it, you're right. It most likely is just stupid rich people with stupid money being yeah, stupid. Uh, we're talking like I don't you're from LA you've seen these people before like it yeah sometimes like I've seen people in LA that are so rich you can see it in their fucking faces and how reconstructed they are and it <laughs> scares the shit out of me like yeah. I, this person is incredibly rich and they're gonna spend their money on stupid shit and normally you're kept out of that transaction yeah. and, and it's, it's a huge story when something breaks an eBay record but if you go on eBay right now no one's paid anywhere close to like 
a thousand dollars for a sealed copy of Mario sixty four. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this, this grading auction horse. I'm sure that like every shit heel who had a copy on there was quickly revised the listing and is like you know selling yeah. their little brother's utterly trashed copy for like uh, nine hundred thousand dollars or best offer. Actually, I think I think I heard on the giant bombcast this week they found a listing on eBay for like six hundred thousand dollars for, for yeah. a Mario sixty four card. Which is I, I don't I don't doubt it, but like you know doesn't mean you're gonna get it. And the people yeah. who are after this kind of stuff don't have million dollar tastes typically. Yeah. No. But I, just, I think I think what people pointed out is like this within the past few months, these auctions have skyrocketed and one yes. up each other. And if there was like the first one was like a three hundred thousand thing. The thing that's that's rare that I'm like, man, this is like when George Lucas sold Star Wars. The fucking uh Nintendo PlayStation only sold for three hundred and sixty grand. Like that yeah. thing should have been a one and a half million yeah. over yeah. this yeah. Mario. There's like there's card. like ten of those and it like it, possibly an exi- ten of those ever made let alone we don't know where how many exist yeah this is yeah. this is a little senseless and it, I, I get why it's headline grabby but like this is you're just getting a glimpse into the, like the idle rich world where the people yeah. who don't shop around for prices who will show up at these things for fun as a weekend activity and drop two million dollars without fucking thinking about it boy i can't wait a year from now for fox news to be talking about hunter biden selling his old super nintendo collection <laughs> so <laughs> buy my original hard drives this is a good hunter biden isn't it yeah, sure <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so this is maybe a story only i will care about so the next judgment game that is you know is You're coming right. out this, this, this year i've had to deal with shit like this in my previous job i'm dying to know this, this might be the last judgment game due to PC likeness rights. Um, so here's I think the they'll work something out. So the judgment game, uh, it stars um, Takuya Kimura. He's a huge star in Japan. He, he plays Yagami in the series. Um, he was a member of like a boy band over there and stuff like mm. that. But his he's represented by a talent agency that's uh, they're known as Johnny's, and Johnny's represents like all the big you know pop talent in Japan and. Uh, apparently the way like those relationships tend to work is the agencies have a lot of control and over their talent like more you know more more like here in the states like the talent has final say of what they want to do and their agencies just kind of trying to negotiate the best deal on their behalf but in japan apparently it's like no yeah it's some like weird 1950s movie thing yeah you wear that dress so uh apparently what happened is johnny saw when they announced lost judgment the next game coming in september they noticed that it was also listed to be coming to Steam, which may or not have been a mistake because that some of that's since been rolled back. And they said, no, we will not allow our talent to be on a PC platform because we've talked on this show many times. In Japan, they kind of uh, have these archaic views about the PC platform. They, they think Born that open stuff up would open to piracy. They see what people can and probably already have done with mods with with people's likenesses, and and they're not they're not wrong in that respect. Like if you unleash the likeness of your client's model in a three D form, yeah, that could go into Steam Filmmaker, <laughs> yeah, and he could be be like fucking Shrek in minutes. <laughs> but <laughs> but Sega's point is, hey, in order to kind of make our money on this game, because I'm sure they're paying a hefty fee uh, for his likeness, they're like, we need to sell it in addition to console on PC. Uh, and the, and Johnny's is like, no, no, you don't. And so this might cause them to not be able to, at least with his likeness, to make more yeah. judgment mm-hmm. games, which well, is. At least I'm sure there's the way games work. There's got to be another game in the works. They've said this is going to be an ongoing series. Well, the, the, not only that, they said this is going to be now the traditional Yakuza. Yakuza game will mm-hmm. be the judgment games versus the like a dragon turn based stuff 
is going to be its own spin-off series, which, I mean, that, that puts the brakes on that plan right away. Like, if, if, they, if you can't have any more Judgment games, like, I'm sure... I'm sure they will find a new protagonist if that's the case, or they will. It's by the way, it's not the first time they've had to replace someone's likeness in a Yakuza game. Yeah, uh, yeah, different yeah. different reasons there uh, due to drugs, but um, it's just a fucking bummer, and it's such an archaic thing. And what what they don't get is a lot of that stuff is like, dude. So what if people use his likeness and stuff? That only raises awareness about the game. Like those memes that he's going to be in and that likeness and shit is just like more people talking about the game. You know? Yeah, it's, you're just you're never gonna be able to convey that to because i think didn't they say like johnny's opened its youtube page in like 2019 yeah they're very like, very behind the times but it's also like dude deep fakes exist like his likeness is can go some places uh you know yeah yeah also, also his likeness does not quite have the same cachet outside of japan i'm sorry but they don't they don't know that it, it's Should true be. but it's true but like uh, you know i worked at a company that made games like uh Cough on Emusha and Lost Planet that that mm-hmm. optioned the likenesses of actors we'd never fucking heard of, but it's also why they'll never be re-released. Yeah, just just recast him as Christopher Plummer. Right? <laughs> but, but like apparently, he's, like he's, he's the last he member. Do? He's the last member of his band that is still with Johnny's. Like all the other members kind of got sick of their shit, and so yeah, they're like, apparently like hyper shady, and like yeah. people have uh, everyone who leaves them does not like working with them, and their time might be numbered, but they do have a potential here. To kill the momentum of this series. Yeah. And and possibly the series altogether. That's what really bums me out is because like I really do enjoy Judgment. Um I think I enjoy I think the Yagami character's fucking cool as hell. He's mm-hmm. he's no Kiryu, but he's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it, it would be a bit of a bummer and it, it's just like just at a time where that series has more momentum than it ever has, and people are down with both Judgment and they're down with like a dragon, it's like for something like this to put the brakes on the series is fucking ridiculous to me. So hopefully they'll work it out. I don't know. I, I think they have no... You have to work this out once in order to make money off this ever again. Don't yeah. be idiots. Yeah. Holy shit. It, um, don't, don't go threatening them on Twitter. That doesn't help. Don't do that. But if don't they have a that. Twitter account. Um, and then last bit of news here. Um, Phil Spencer. Uh, was on the Kind of Funny Games cast, and he said that Microsoft might be working on an updated controller for its Series X and S platform, um, and it might learn a few lessons from PS5. Can you say haptics or maybe some Sweet. stuff with the triggers? Like, I guess be to really be honest, cool. like Michael and I have talked, like, if I have the choice of which platform to play a game on, uh, all things being equal, I'll probably go PS5 because that controller fucking rules, dude. Yes. That controller is awesome. Mm. Yeah. And, and especially like I haven't I haven't seen any multi-platform games that really take advantage of the haptics, and I'm worried that they could go the way of six-axis controls. But that the haptics mm. on the the DualSense are the coolest thing to come to controllers in a long time since Rumble, and mm. it's that's something I'd I'd want to see more games do. And maybe yeah. maybe if Xbox does something similar, then it'll become more cost-effective. It's like all right, we can develop this feature. We can, we can do cross-platform now. Does all I, your yeah. haptic shit still work on your PS5 controller? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That so far the controllers are holding up. I mean, I I recently acquired an Xbox Series X, and yeah, one of the bigger bummers is it's a it's a really nice controller, and it, it's a nice mm-hmm. incremental upgrade to the Xbox One controller, but it's it's the same. It's pretty much the same controller. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like man, 
it would be so cool for that to have some of that haptic stuff or some more of the trigger stuff. Because if you remember, like last generation, it was Xbox that was like, hey, we have these special rumble triggers that mm-hmm. yeah. you did. It did help in things like racing games, like, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, Sony definitely took that and ran with it. And so I, I think I think it's cool. It's It's a little early in the cycle. I wonder if Microsoft would straight up replace it or if it would be like a... Uh, what was it? The Elite Controller, where it's like a thing sold separately that you I just have to buy. It's less like the Elite Controller and more like after a year of bundling Connect and losing a bunch of money into the yeah. Xbox One, they're just like, fuck that new new bundle and everybody gets it in there. The ubiquity means they have to support it. Yeah, I, I think I would, as much as it would be a bummer for me who just bought one to like be like, oh shit, I didn't get the good controller when I bought it. I would go out and get one and mm. I think yeah that have the controller bought. was really but again I think the my left side kind of shit the bed after a couple weeks hmm. on the on the PS5 controller yeah yeah I don't see them holding I don't see them holding up very long I really don't I mean to Michael's point they're like yeah I, that's why I think I would rather have it be bundled with is it's like it increases the denominator for lowest common denominator right and like mm-hmm. so like yeah if, if both platforms that was my point but you go ahead and attribute it to Michael yeah yeah <laughs> Am I confusing you two? Yeah, it's, it's just when there's a smart point, it's never me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's silent Michael. That's, that's the rule of thumb. <laughs> Ten fallouts. It's never failed me before. Uh, that's all the news that's fit to play. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, let's move on to the community segment. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what setting do you want to see in Assassin's Creed Infinity? On VidgeGameApocalypse.com, E. Hyundai says... I want to play as a distant ancestor of Connor from Assassin's Creed 3, a game set in America, scare quotes, decades before any white people show up could be amazing. It's also a period of history that I know nearly nothing about. I didn't know shit about Renaissance Italy before playing AC2, but the game presented it in such a relatable way that it didn't matter. So it could be a fun way to expose people to a setting that goes largely ignored in American history classes. I didn't think about that, Ihan. They should play in that... uh the Black Wall Street from the opening of the Watchmen show that I literally had never heard about in my life. Neighborhood in until, Tulsa? Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, come on. Like, there's there's been smaller Assassin's Creed games out there. Louisiana is a big state. Hmm. You can take a steamboat in there and then uh, watch the bombing of Black Wall Street or prevent it. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, um, the period he's talking about before white people came to America is we don't have a lot of written history about that period. Well, like, pre, people don't pre, really know I, much. I, I think, you know, there's a lot of archaeology and, you know, yeah, a, yes. of pre, yeah. pre-Columbian America. Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Apocalypto is what you're saying, mm-hmm. Michael? Yeah. I know, I know it, I know it includes a criminal lack of water slides. So mm. you better thank your lucky stars. <laughs> white people showed up. America <laughs> was all water slides before the white people <laughs> came and ruined it. It was, no, it was no, wild. It was the opposite. That's why we. That's why that's people. That's why people welcome us as conquerors. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why the, the people in Afghanistan like, holy shit! Yes, we're gonna get the. We're gonna get a double tube. Uh, <laughs> From uh, Twitter at J Edwards two four five says, I would love to see an AC game set during the American Civil War. It could have two storylines mm. where you fight for the Union as an assassin and you fight for the Confederacy as a Templar. You would also meet famous historical figures such as Abe Lincoln and Robert E. Lee. God, I wish I knew enough to know whether those people coexisted at the same time. <laughs> I, I just don't. I just Abe don't. Lincoln and Robert E. Lee? They, they, I'm they sure they do, given the did. outbreak. <laughs> they, they fought But I wasn't other. positive. Uh, all right. And uh, you want to read the last one, Chris? 
Yes, uh, something said during the Russian Revolution uh, following World War One. It seems like prime Assassin's Creed material. Lots of intrigue, multiple interested parties, uh, and lots of power-hungry people. You could start out going to the Tsar and then pivot to trying to save them uh, after a fail and spend the rest of the episode slash season hunting down those responsible. Shit, you might as well set it in Haiti at that. Well, th- thanks, Philip Longet. Uh, that that setting has kind of been explored. There was a comic and then a follow-up uh, Chronicles game, but uh, yeah, it, it very much puts uh, the Czar on the side of the Templars. So just just saying, I preferred the Assassin's Creed Chronic game where it was mm-hmm. uh, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre I would assassinating play East Coast rappers. Yeah. I would yeah. I would play that game, although that's kind of sad. But uh, trying to go for a shorter show this week. Um, new question of the week. What genre do you think Donkey Kong should try next? What what type of what, game what? should Nintendo ooh, try ooh, to squeeze ooh. their neglected <laughs> we, pet me, me, into? Mimi, Mimi, pick me. I All have right, perfect go, answer. Go for perfect it. Perfect answer. A true side-scrolling beat-em-up. Hmm. Fucking right. Donkey oh, Kong God, is Mike mine. Hagger style, just spinning, pounding on fools. Take his smash uh. moves, map him to a scroller, get Diddy in there. He's a speed character. It makes perfect sense. You compared him to Hulk earlier, but he does have, like, thunderclaps and shit. He ground pounds. He behaves a lot like Hulk in an MVC game. Uh, that wasn't uh, me. That was Michael. Where... Thanks for remembering. I don't have my <laughs> screen he's, up. He's saying the general you. I, I was mm-hmm. teasing. I was doing what he did to me a minute ago. I see. I see. Yeah, but you were actually wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't have one yet. Keep going. Hmm. No, more, more Donkey Kong 94. Call it Donkey Kong 2014, and we can have a retro 2014 game. Oh, yeah. Mm. Make it for Xbox 360. Yeah, it can have asymmetrical <laughs> multiplayer. Yes, and, uh... Nintendo, please make a game for Xbox 360. <laughs> no! mm-hmm. Look, you don't care about this character. Come on. Oh, no, no. I thought you were saying, like, Nintendo make a 2014 game in Nintendo style. Like, no! Don't, don't. <laughs> Waggle controls only on your Wii. Come on. No. I would love to see Nintendo make a game in 2021 style. That'd be wonderful. Mm. What would be what would be a good game? I think I think they should make a Hotline Miami style game. Maybe make it really jazzy. I don't oh, know. Oh, uh, like uh, Ape Out. Yeah, exactly. Damn that, it. that was Damn a joke. It. that was a joke. Ape yeah, Out. A joke. Oh man. <laughs> All right. I, that's a lot of murder for Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know what? Just make a Katamari clone, except he's rolling a barrel around, and the barrel is magnetic and picks up everything. That I like. Um, I like. Yeah, that, that could be fun. Um, but what genre do you think? They should squeeze Donkey Kong into next. Let us know. Go to vidgamepocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 428. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. I have a great answer. Okay, do it. The genre I'd like to squeeze Donkey Kong into the most. True crime podcast. True crime. All right. Okay. I'm, 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 okay. I'm, all right. I'm I was going to say like a Stardew Valley where he just he cultivates bananas all day long. I want to see Donkey Kong narrate a story about a serial killer <laughs> in 14 parts. <laughs> it's just or or be the serial killer. <laughs> we just got recordings of them. <laughs> I, I just thought it would be something like uh, uh, was a, a plumber devastated his girlfriend <laughs> missing <laughs> ape fur found at the scene 
Wait, so you're saying like a Max Payne Donkey Kong? Because devastated be cool. two million dollars yeah. worth of purple construction, devastated. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm <laughs> saying like a true crime podcast about like who took Pauline, and the evidence points to Donkey Kong, but could he really be the kidnapper? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Is the evidence yeah. in the barrels mm-hmm. or the spring things that jump? In the second Donkey level? Kong just looks at we'll like, looks at himself in the mirror at the end of the show. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And it's like, we, we got him on tape. We got the confession on tape. Yeah. What was in the barrels that he was throwing down the girders? Yeah. And then his confession was hidden in disturbed songs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let us know what, what new genre should he explore. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's go some plugs. That's been our show. Um, what do we want to tease? Uh, listen to you guys and me on Laser Time, the Channel Drift episode. It's very, very fun. And to me, I've just been dying to mock over-the-air television for like a, an entire pandemic, let's say. <laughs> I really, really wanted to make fun of this incredibly outdated model that looks like it refuses to save itself and will only take short-term uh, goals in order to save itself, including places like Comedy Central, which will cancel everything they have because... Uh, yeah, yeah, shows with people. It's too dangerous. That's never coming back. Um, <laughs> whoops. Uh, I will just go ahead and plug patreon.com slash laser time where you can hear Michael and I on several 302010 games. We're kind of playing catch up and Ooh. we're recording those uh, and getting them out as quickly as we can. Uh, we were also on, on bonus time where we talked about stuff or I was on some bonus times talking about a my, my F9 kind of quasi review with Chris so uh, yeah in, in, in 302010 we're talking about like a bunch of fun stuff like Spirited Away Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey the first Captain America movie which is really fun and you made me think about it we were talking about billionaires in space we're like tw- 10 years removed when NASA's just like no more space shuttle mission <laughs> you know the whole space thing man we're not really yeah we're not we're not gonna do that so much anymore no. uh, there's not the there's not the interest and in, yeah I, I believe i said on the show like i almost have less of a problem i don't expect billionaires to use their their non-liquid assets to feed the poor so if they're gonna do stupid shit like i'm glad someone's still investing in space exploration but i'm kind of glad the government isn't doing a ton of it because there's so many more priorities they should be tackling let it, uh, let it, let some, some mad king in Seattle handle all the spaceship. <laughs> all right. Uh, and as always, you can visit us online at vidgigameapocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at vgapocalypse or follow me personally at wikiparas, W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Yes.